The thing for me was I surrounded myself with really, really good people and really good team. You know, we play a violent game. Um, we understand the risk that we take. Do you think about like regret? Do you kind of, I don't sit with regret. I, I've never been too much of a fan of him. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I, I'm just learning about him and I don't have a positive opinion. Yeah, ever. you know, there was a stat that came out that like 80% of the players ended up broken divorce hmm. like two years after leaving the league. He hit 15 million last year. 15 million. Some people fell out their chair just now. Money is a tool, and I'm realizing that more and more. I came upon that chapter of yours about self-care, and I was like, well, if that's not the universe speaking to me right now through Arlen, I don't know what is. When you end up on the Esquire best dress list yeah. and on the Daily Mail worst dress list, you're yeah. doing something right. It's always been an intellectual game, but I just think there's more people involved in it now. Hey, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, excited to have you here, and it's kind of weird seeing you off the field because I've just been paying so much attention to you on the field. Um, number 45. Mm -hmm. You said your favorite number is what? My favorite number is nine. Number can nine. You, can you tell us why your favorite number is nine? Um, it was kind of like growing up as a kid. Um, you know, you watch like Kobe and you watch Jordan and all those guys. And so um, I was getting ready to like play like middle school or something. And I was going to pick one of those numbers just because I wanted to be like them. And then like my mom was just like, why don't you pick your own number? And, mm -hmm. you know, we were trying to figure out what number it was. And I just so happened to have nine on that day. And she was like, well, why don't you wear number nine? And so... Um, I just wore number nine, and it's just kind of funny as I got older, like, there's so many things that attracted me to that number um, now, so it's more than just like a number that me and my mom picked, but um, yeah, so um, anything that I do typically has a has a nine attached to it. It's either nine or it adds up to nine, adds up which to I think nine. is so interesting, because you were 54 yep. at Seattle, yep. 45 in LA. Yep, so when I came here... Um, you know, we had a guy that was wearing 54, and I kind of wanted to start something different anyway, so I just flipped it. That's incredible. Does the number nine mean something to you also because of your mother? Your mother was there because you you mm -hmm. talk about her quite a yeah. bit. What what is what does she mean to you? Um, she means everything to me. Um, you know, she definitely helped me through a lot of my my time growing up. She's guided me in a, a lot of ways, uh, physically and spiritually, and so. Um, you know, she's somebody I try to make proud every day, and and it's been a you know a blessing to to kind of just have her with me in this journey. Yeah, great. Um, okay, so we know that I'm not a big sports person. I'm getting into it though. Mm -hmm. Basketball now, yeah. football. Okay, so football talk will to take over at some point. <laughs> okay, try. so were there ever any other sports for you? Basketball was my first sport, actually. Yeah, because you were talking love. about Jordan and, yep. and Kobe. So I was watching basketball. I always thought I was going to be a basketball player. Really? Yeah. But um, Are you good? My, I'm pretty, I'm decent. Wow. Yeah, okay. Just okay. like my height just didn't, you know what I mean? Well, there's all kinds of people who are not. Yeah, but at the time, everybody was like, you know, even like the people I was playing with was like 6'6". Yeah. Six, six, and so uh, they were looking at those guys. And, yeah. you know, football really wasn't, the height wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a thing. It was yeah. can you hit or not. Yeah. So. yeah, and speaking of that, so again, I don't know a lot, so if I'm saying something ignorant, just let me know. But, but your role, your position is linebacker, right? Mm -hmm. And aren't linebackers usually bulk, like bigger guys? Um, it depends on the the time. I mean, I think yeah. before, 
like maybe about 10, 15 years ago, even longer than that, yeah. they were probably bigger because yeah. they were just, you know, run stoppers, tacklers, things of that nature. But now, like, they're not. You have yeah. to be more mobile. It's you the have agility. To be able to, yeah, because yes. now you, it's not just tackling and runs. Can you cover receiver? Mm -hmm. The backs are coming out of the backfield playing like receivers. So you got to be able to kind of guard everybody, to yeah. be honest. It's more, this is what I've noticed from afar. It seems more of a intellectual game today. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense or is that offensive to say? No. It seems more of an it seems more chess. Yeah. Than it used to be brute force. Yeah, I think it's always been chess. It's always been an okay. intellectual game from a um, you know, from my perspective. I just think there's more people involved in it now. Mm. Like I feel like before like you said only a couple people had to be smart and you know, you probably got away with it. But yeah. now it's like there's so many different things going on so many different ways to run formation that um, it's not just up to like the linebackers the, the DBs have to be smart the D linemen yeah. um, you know and the league makes the defensive job a lot harder so oh, I think that what does that mean what does it mean the league makes it harder well I say that like um, I feel like the the league all of the rules that the league puts in place mm -hmm. are centered around protecting the quarterback and protecting the offensive player like mm -hmm. so you know, nine times out of ten, it's you we're getting flags, we're getting penalties, we're getting kicked out of games because of the stuff that we're doing. Right. But the offensive players don't have to worry about that. So defensive players over the years had to adjust the way they play if they want to stay in the game. And so we've had to, again, like you said, be smarter, faster. You know, we're, we're traveling, you know, many miles and we have to figure out how to move our head out of the way and yeah. hit with our shoulders mm. and things of that nature. And so... Um, you know, I definitely feel like there's definitely a, a talent, more talent now than there was before yeah. because it's so harder to to move and not get penalized. Is it like in blackjack where the person next to you makes a mistake, it can affect, obviously people coming at you, but mm -hmm. on your team, is it like, you know, in blackjack, if mm -hmm. you play the person next to you, get mad at them for doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Is it like the person, because you're saying, the way you're describing this, it's like if your team mate hasn't locked in mm -hmm. it could affect you yeah we call it like you all on the string so mm. one person moves another person moves so you know we that's kind of how we've always viewed it so yeah. if somebody messes up you feel, you feel their it. mistake yeah. and you know can yeah. you write it can you correct it yeah um but yeah we all move at yeah. a time cohesive i want to talk about something that's um is tough to talk about but i think it's important uh the the player Damar who mm -hmm. who fell out you know yep. collapsed mm -hmm. and you know everybody's talking about it the whole country came together when that mm -hmm. happened but as a player one of the few players in the NFL mm -hmm. you know there are billions of people in the world you're one of the few people in the NFL mm -hmm. how was it to go out the next Sunday does it does it affect you or does it is it more like that happened that's a one-time thing um I think there has been like a, you know, kind of a perspective for me, like you see so much. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of get used to it to an extent. Yes. But even something like that, I hadn't saw that before. It's shocking. And so, yeah. So like I wasn't even watching the game. I was doing something else. And um, my boy who was at my house came in and was like, yo, you got to come see this. Mm. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, like, it has to be pretty bad for him to say, Cause he knows, like, when somebody break their leg or somebody, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see all that. But mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, to watch that and see that, um, it was definitely crazy. Um, definitely yeah. wanted to pray for him. Yes. Um, you know, but too, at the end of the day, like I've also been in the league for a very long time, so I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, my first year in the league was when there was somebody, um, I forget his name, from Kansas City. He came and, and um, shot his girlfriend Ooh. and I think himself in the parking lot. Um, and they played that following week. And, um, oh, I is was, this a guy from Hawaii? I'm not sure. I there can't remember. There was another guy. That, yeah, there's been so yeah. many different things. Or like I was a part of a situation where one of my teammates got hit similarly um, mm, like that, and mm. he was down, didn't stand up and collapse like that, but you know, um, hurt his neck significantly to mm. where like they said, if the the staff didn't properly take care of his head the way that they needed to, like. That could have been a it different been event as well. So, you know, we play a violent game. Um, we understand the risk that we take. And when we see, like, it's we all brothers. So when we see somebody down like that, like, you know, that's when the game becomes bigger than the yeah. game. Like, you care more about him and his family than you do um, the result of the game. So I'm, I'm happy that they stopped the game and they, you know, did the right thing. But, um, you know, the most that we can do is pray for his health. Mm. Do you happen to have an opinion of what Skip said? Um, Skip. Yeah, how he said that the he's tweeted that the NFL. How are they going to stop the game? It, it was so important. Yeah, I, I've never been too much of a fan of him to be honest. Okay. So, uh, like it it dates way back to like the Richard Sherman days, where how he handled um, mm. Richard Sherman and just the stuff that he said, the stuff that he said over the course of the year, and even how I've. Again, I don't know what's real or what's not, but how he's handled Shannon, Shannon Sharp, mm -hmm. I haven't been a yeah, fan of that. So yeah. I, I don't have uh, a positive opinion. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I, I mean, I, I'm just learning about him, and I don't have a positive opinion yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, but we've, I mean, if you, you've been around the game for a long time, you you hear all the stuff that he says. Like, he's, you know, he picks certain people that he's either a fan of or not a fan of, and he locks in. Like, LeBron, he always talks trash about LeBron for whatever reason. Because he's not him. I don't know. That's why. Um, and, again, this recent thing with Shannon Sharp has been um, kind of crazy because, like, Shannon has shown so much professionalism mm -hmm. and how to handle things when they're not going um, the way you want or maybe the relationship is not as good as it could be. Um, and I think, you know, Skip kind of takes advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't really have too yeah. much of a positive opinion on him. Yeah. He might be. He might be on his way to do something else, play golf or something. Who knows? I mean, the way this industry works. Yeah. Probably be I hear you. I mean, <laughs> in, steeped in an industry right. that's not built. Speaking of, speaking of, I know, obviously, I know you make investments in companies. Mm -hmm. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I want to talk, before we talk about your tech investing, because I think that's absolutely fascinating, mm -hmm. I want to talk about something that's so interesting, I think will be interesting to this audience, is that I think twice you have negotiated your own mm -hmm. NFL deals yeah. as a free agent. Is that what it's called or is it something um, different? Once as a free agent and another, it was an extension with the team I was oh, with. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Why did you make that decision? Um, I just think that I wanted to be different. And um, as I looked, when I first got into the league, uh, you know, there was a stat that came out that like 80% of the players ended up broken divorce uh, mm. two years after leaving the league. And so I just thought it was wild that that was the case. You know, you see all these guys, like you said, you know, work so hard, risk so much, 
and then walk away with nothing. And so I was trying to figure out how can I be the 20% or how can I be different than the guys that walked away with nothing. And so it started with me like interning at different companies and then it led to me kind of having confidence because, you know, this game takes so much of your time. And so I was like, all right, what can I do that can show that I'm interested in business, have a passion for it, mm-hmm. and you know, learning the business that I was in and negotiating my deal uh, was a way of kind of showing everybody that I'm, I'm more than just the athlete. So that's rare, right? To mm-hmm. be able to do something like, I mean, I don't hear about that happening even as an observer in the background yeah. for any of the major leagues. Does it happen just every blue moon? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely rare, but I think it's becoming a little bit more, not either common or just more um, more people are are seeing that the traditional model is kind of broken, and so either you find a way to make that model better, or you kind of do it yourself. And so there's a, been a combination between there have been more players that are have been interested in doing the deals themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of controlling what they do with that percentage that they give away. But then also I feel like there's been um, an agent shift where, you know, if you're going to, like you have to be a man or woman of your word. Like if you're going to do and say something, you better follow through because there is another option that that excludes you. Yeah, it's kind of like whether whether to take venture capital as an entrepreneur or not. Mm -hmm. Because the VCs, they used to have this different dynamic where you, you had to go to them almost. Right. Now it's no, actually, you're taking the, the reins back into our own hands. Yeah. So I like that parallel. Yeah. Um, do you think of yourself as fiscally conservative? Like with your money, do you do you keep, you know, you have like a plan? Because mm-hmm. you talked about the future. That's yeah. what this is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your first million. And we, we know publicly, you don't, you don't have to tell us, we know mm-hmm. publicly you've made your first million a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So how do you... You're in your 30s. How how are you in your 60s or 80s with millions? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you think about that? Um, I feel like the the thing for me was I surrounded myself with really really good people and really good team, uh, really good people that inspire me to do right and do good with my money. But then really good people that that you know push me in the right direction as far as invest, investing and things of that nature. And so my first years in in the league, you had to kind of sit back and not be a part of all of the the stuff that goes on. Like when you first get in the league, like you walk into or you drive into that parking lot, there's Rolls Royces, mm. Bentleys, Bugattis, like everything. And it's so hard to not want to participate in that knowing you have it. And so I think that's, in my opinion, where guys go wrong. They try to compete with, you know, you got first-year guys competing with guys that's been in the league for, like, 10 years. And, you know, competing, period. Like, we play a sport where our face is covered. So people don't know who we are, Mm -hmm. and people don't know how much we make. So sometimes we compensate by overspending or doing more to show what we have. And so I didn't participate in that. I saved my first a long time over the years. And so once I felt, not only did I save, but I learned, you know, um, you know how the money works and how everything um, if you do it right you can have fun later on so I feel like I'm at that point where um, you know I enjoy myself now yeah and going back to your tech investments you mm-hmm. were in Seattle for 
what, 10 years? 10 years, 10 yeah. years. So you're up there with Amazon and Microsoft. Yeah. Is that how you started seeing the startups? And Yeah, kind of- that, I mean, um, I got introduced to a guy named John Connors, who was a um, CFO at Microsoft, mm-hmm. and went from that to being um, a general partner at a venture capitalist firm in Seattle. And so I got exposed to it from, from that perspective. But then he also pushed me to do internships. So I did internship at Starbucks. I did an internship at Microsoft. So I just started, you know, trying to build my network and knowledge. And, um, you know, he was grateful enough to open the books to me. So I saw the companies that they were investing in, mm-hmm. companies that I would have never even thought about investing in because it's all software, all tech, kind of behind the scene tech, too, at that so yeah, it's just not making sexy. Sure. Yeah, big, it's not like heels, yeah. probably the biggest thing that people probably would have known was like DocuSign. But even mm-hmm. then, at, like at that time, DocuSign, like, you know, no one cares like how you sign the paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like nobody's yeah. interested it's in that. It's the picks and the shovels. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the Ubers and all that stuff in the world. It's the stuff behind the scene. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I got. You know, he, he was grateful enough to, to open the door and, and introduce me to more people. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got yeah. started in that. I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to be a little corny, but I'm very curious. What do you want to—what would you say to your yourself 20 years ago? And what would you say to yourself 20 years from now? Oh. Um, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. What's that put me at? 12? Yeah. Um, what would I say? Like, what, what would, he, would, would he be surprised? Would he be like, no, this was the plan? I don't think I don't think he'd be surprised. I wouldn't say he would be like that was the plan. Yeah. But I think I don't think he'd be surprised. Um, would he be proud? I think yeah, for sure, would be proud. And my twelve-year-old self, honestly, I would probably tell myself, um, enjoy the journey more, hmm. and be grateful for the people that you have more Mm. Um, because I think at that point you thought everybody around you was going to live forever yeah and so I would say be more grateful um, for the people that you do have in your life right now because you know they're going to be gone Um, and so 20 years from now what I say to that person um, I think it would be more, it's like future. So I think I'd more just ask questions like, hey, <laughs> how are we doing? <laughs> did we make, like, what what's, What did I pass on that I mm-hmm. should probably double down mm-hmm. on? Um, I would probably say those are the things I would, I would ask my future self. Like, yeah. hey, are we doing the right things? That's amazing. Yeah. Do you do you think about, like, regret? Do you kind of, I don't sit with regret. Mm-hmm. I think about it as, like, it it bogs me down, holds yeah. me down. What do you think, how, what's your relationship with regret? With regret, um, I think you feel it. Like, you, 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 I mean, regret is an interesting word or perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I think um, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, if I'm happy with how things have gone in my life. And so changing one or two or three of those things will alter how the things are in my life. Like, would there be things that I would love to alter? Yeah, but um, I don't really spend too much time on regret. I just try to learn from my mistakes and learn from the things that I didn't do the best and make sure that I'm not doing those same things moving forward. Yeah, you're not going to make the same mistake three, four times in a row. Yeah, that's that's, that's the goal. 
Like sometimes Amazing. we're not human, we'll do that. But Amazing. hopefully after the second or third time you stop doing it. And my last question is about uh, aspiration. We, like I said, you can Google what kind of deals you put together for mm -hmm. yourself. You have the investments and all sorts of things. Do you, a lot of people have that, I want to be, like Kevin Hart, for instance, mm -hmm. he wants to be a billionaire. There's yeah. just no question about it. He wants. To, do you have a number in your mind that is important to you? Mm -hmm. Or is it more about the journey and being safe and being, you know, not not uh, being broke? Um, I mean, I think that is the, the, the goal. I think more people, especially people that look like us, need to, to strive for that so mm. yeah billion is the goal okay. but I think too the biggest thing for me is like um, that I want to own a team along the way like wow. I think if I do that everything else kind of plays its part too because yeah. for me it's like you know um, we participate in this game that makes billions and billions and billions of dollars but we don't get as much but we have the most risk. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it would be a success to be on the other side of that, like being able to participate in more of the the upside in the business that I plan, but also change how they do the business because I've been a part of that business. Yeah. And so I think if I'm able to accomplish that, I would like to say that a lot of the other things that I want in my life are coming together. So you're going to be the first... Um you're going to be the first person who's on your first million. He'll be on your first billion. Yes. 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 I love it. That's I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I learned so much more about you. And it's like so every time we talk, I feel like I learned a little bit more. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you in inspiring. I think what you said to your 12-year-old self, a lot of us are going to say to ourselves. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Appreciate it.